And welcome to this unique episode of the Dewpoint Report with your hostess, Margarita. The Digital Electronic World Point Report does not ever become accustomed to only providing you the news in one format. This is true. That the news develops itself in such a way that because of humanity's ever-changing presence, so too does the news have to pivot. As such, so have I. And so has my format. Recently, many of you must have been wondering what did ever happen to that person? That somehow sometimes even sounds a bit like a robot, a bit like a bot. Was she, it, that actually human? Well, let me indulge you for a moment. Though sometimes you perhaps hear my replays and you think, well, that is actually the robot version of the hostess. My preferred pronouns are she, her. Thank you. No, I'm not She-Ra. But I am quite magnanimous at moments. I don't overindulge in any extra extreme thought of myself. I'm just a human after all. But what I can tell you is over the years, I don't overplan what I am capable of. Though I do believe, and this is true, that sometimes we do think that we are capable of more. And this is why it is true. It is true. You have seen my website go up in the internet and down to the earth. You have seen my website go up in the internet and down to the earth. Several times, actually, with several names. But it has been my podcast that has survived. Isn't that interesting? I think it's quite fascinating. Suffice to say, in this episode, I wanted to bring your attention to how the earth has changed in such a way. But we should really see that in this week's events, because today is Saturday after all, in the wee hours of the morning, I wanted to bring you this episode because... Quite tis-tis for the world and quite scary for the ethos. We find ourselves again in that pre-dawn, pre-morning, yet really pre-summer awareness of how we have to be cautious, preventive of so much that we really don't often remember. But we do know in the back of our mind that we should be precautious and not precocious. 
towards our dear neighbors. That we should not really be overzealous in how we conduct ourselves in the very neighborhoods that we have grown up in. And lastly, that in the way that we treat our earth, we should also be quite careful because, and this is where I begin, dear Canada, Oh, Canada, how I am worried for you, but I know you will be okay. I have seen the air, how thick it is out there. And I think of the days that in my dearest California, we too have been in those days, and I don't want that to be your everyday. So hopefully you will resolve your earthly challenges quite soon. Because after all, it is what many refer to all hands on deck for you. But as we have seen through the mirror of the window of television that you are experiencing the horrid of wildfires. Please put those out soon because it is a scary thing. We all become a fright so quickly and we begin to worry what will become of everyone. We don't want that for anyone. This is true. We begin to worry about, oh, what do we do about those face masks? We just stopped wearing them. Some of us actually have been wearing them for years. And we just began to let the muscles in our lungs relax a moment so we don't want to have to go back to those days but it isn't about what we want as individuals it's what the earth needs after all which is a healthy exhale and inhale for that reduction of the carbon footprint but why is it that we find ourselves so inconvenienced by a little face mask when it is, after all, the earth that has found itself so much more inconvenienced, after all, for more than thousands of years? We as humans have really only known our existence for what we think thousands thousands of years but the earth itself much more if we go to museums we somehow are reminded by what we see in the history annals 
because that's what we are told. But those are just reminders. After all, when we look at the mammoth teeth, we know a little more, but those are just reminders after all. And when I return after this segment, I will embark on the next portion of this episode, which is equally important because there is something trying of what this week was so critical for us to know as humans that when we pivot into the next portion of our humanity, we cannot leave behind that which is our very existence for others to resolve because we simply leave pieces of the puzzle of who we once were. But we'll get to that in a moment. And I return. And welcome back to another episode, segment of the Dewpoint Report with your hostess, Margarita. You know, previously in the other segment, I was talking about how important it is to pay attention to things that occur around us and how they can affect us within the context of who we are. But really how important it is to know that we can't take ourselves too seriously. And though this is true, we have to understand that knowing who we are is important, but we can't overthink it. Sometimes people do go through life never really thinking about who they are, and they just kind of skip about through their own existence, and they are who they are. There's nothing wrong with that either. It's just that sometimes they never actually take inventory of their own person, and that is an advantage to know all that you have been through your own existence and what you have accomplished for the very reason that you don't want to find yourself in your midlife without an understanding of what it is That you are within the context of your surroundings. Because what that does is it gives you a better understanding of how you are to others. Be it your level of respect to others, also an understanding of how others see you, and understand you. In today's society, not just in your immediate neighborhood and 
your family members. That is important, but it's also important in the world and how you exist. Why am I making reference to this? Well, anywhere we go, whether we are walking down our neighborhood, down a street, or if we are driving to a destination, wherever we interact with someone, there are norms and expectations of how we should interact with other people. Now, norms can be the plural for a name, short for Norman, but that's not what I'm talking about at the moment. I'm talking about the normalization, the expectation of how one should behave. And this is important because we have etiquette, which can be taught by our parents, guardians, people that have adopted us, or people that have raised us because they are our parents, because they are our mothers and fathers, because we are born to them. And people can be parents for different reasons. But when they teach us something, it matters. And yes, teachers in school also teach etiquette. Etiquette is the rule upon which it is appropriate to behave in a certain way, in certain settings. It can be as formal as how to hold your utensil at a dinner table, a lunch table, or a breakfast table. Or it can be as informal, though the word is formal, as how to interact in public. But knowing these standards does make a difference. And yes, there are formal ways to interact, and there are informal ways to interact around people and in different settings. But knowing those is important. Why this makes a difference is you wouldn't want to find yourself in certain places and not know how you should interact and then be interacting in the wrong way. For example, if you have a driver's license and you realize you don't know the rules, it could be detrimental to your existence as a driver. If you have a bus pass and you don't know the rules to being in a bus, could be detrimental to your ability to be transported on a bus. 
for you cannot get from point A to point B without the bus pass. If you have a pass to swim and you don't know the rules on how to follow the rules while swimming, it could be detrimental for you to continue swimming, or you could lose your pass to swim, and that could take away your joyous enjoyment while swimming. Many things like that. For example, recently you're probably wondering, what is this? It's so general. There are no examples. Most of the time, I, your host is Margarita. I give you examples. And it's so simple. If I just gave you examples, it wouldn't be so nuanced. Why not just a couple of examples? Yes, it's true. Let me tell you. Recently, an adult driver found herself parking her car. Well, it seemed as if though it was her car because someone should only drive a car if it's theirs unless they have rented it. Because, of course, to drive a car, you must be insured. And if you are covered under someone else's insurance, that makes complete sense. This is why I say you must know the rules. But here's the example. She found herself parked in a red but did not know what the red zone meant. Well, it is important to know that you should not park in a red zone because should the red zone be needed by the people who need the red zone in an emergency, the car would be in the way. Hence why, hitherto, don't find yourself parked in the red zone if you do drive a car. Exercise caution. Never park it in the red zone. That's why it's a red zone. Just steer clear of the red zone. People don't just place red zones ad nauseum. Where the heck is that? Red zones are there for a reason. For one, you don't want to find yourself with a ticket that you then have to pay or go to court to or have a point added to your driver's license. <laughs> and or you don't want to find your car damaged if emergency services have to get to the other side through your car. 
when they have to get to an emergency after all a red zone is a red zone for a reason that's one important example of knowing the rules and why driving is such an important and big responsibility. And as for driving in places you may not be very familiar with, When you travel with chaperones, do defer to your chaperones when you are with them. Because they, after all, are the mentors that they are supposed to be. Adults who are rationale with thought processes that are knowledgeable of their awareness of surroundings and responsible for knowing the rules of what is happening. So do know that it is the responsible thing to defer to chaperone. Do not feel that it is somehow emotional to feel that you are not yet an adult. It is okay to still be in a world that expects so much of People who are still expected to have adult responsibilities yet haven't yet learned all adult roles. Because what the adult world has is so much to learn. And it isn't by any fault of the youngest generations that learning has been accelerated for a very good reason. We have expected much of the youngest generations. I say to you, dear youth, you are bright, you are brilliant. You shine as the brightest stars because you are the future we expect you to be. But even in this podcast that I have cast out there for many years, I know that I myself will not be podcasting forever. But someday I will ask another bright mind because my mind is bright but it will not be bright forever i will ask another bright mind to be a co-host with me someday 
But no one has actually... Yeah, that's true. Risen to the expectation of my podcasting brilliance. No one has sat at the desk of my expectations. I expect much because much has been expected of me. And when I broadcast, I don't broadcast often. And there are many who ask, what will happen with this, the digital electronic world point footprint? Oh yes, I have been asked before. There were moments when I thought I would leave this to the world. Well, not even the world has wanted this broadcast. And it was once that even, as far as Ireland, it was heard. But not even now does a whisper return in Ireland. So I do worry about the future of this podcast as well. For I do not have the support that some do where there are the biggest sponsors, the biggest mergers, the biggest listeners. I am but a wee, small, one person. That's it, a sole proprietor, I am called, who once in a while am able to put together the smallest of programming. But I do, and that's why, because I care about this programming which is important to be heard and i know that this week was pivotal because there were people who believed that they could take over a corner and begin posting signage where signage could not be posted and i do not blame the children who did that I perhaps do not even blame the adults because perhaps even they were not aware that they could not. But once I educated them, it became the responsibility of the greater good, which was the knowledge sent that I had provided. And this is why, because I am held to that higher standard of responsibility, which is this, my podcast, which I am responsible for. I have to say to you, which sometimes is only the one, is sometimes only the one, which 
listens ever so gently, ever so quietly, and ever so in such a way that you know that you are there. Where once in a while you replay what I have said. But because you know that sometimes I speak on matters of society. In the next segment, I will tell you why it was important to speak of why what the former president who was impeached in his administration, yes, POTUS 45, who was recently indicted on more than 30 counts of issues, items, made the news interrupted the broadcast of national news. Why that was so important for everyone to hear. But why then I think Neighborhood news are just as important because when we can quell our concerns, our tempers will not flare and we will not become as angry as a 500-person mob, as he used to say on his open microphone across the country that he controlled which would suddenly turn into what he referred to as a mob you see you can't control a microphone the way people did when he was the president and turn people into angrily flares of frustration It is better to quell a situation than to quiver a nation. Because when you create frustration and people flare their anger, In the heat of someone's uncontrolled Appetite for
people are looking for sometimes is to make people upset. And if they get that quickly enough, they lead to the next neighborhood. These are the type of people that all they do is ignite. No one wants those people to be satisfied. Not in my neighborhood, no. This is why I was happily, happily enthused to see them walk away yesterday. Diffused by the situation as they became aware that what they were doing was inappropriate. Because had I become flustered in the situation and allowed them to walk away, ignited by the very fact that they knew that they were wrong, then certainly I see exactly how they could have won. Because that's all they were there to do was anger people. And why I say that is, it became clear to me when the adults, yes, two adults, and one specifically, who said she thought it would be a good thing, and she wanted me to agree. If the children got caught up in things like D-R-U-G-S. And I don't agree. And so I think people such as that, because those are inappropriate chaperones for these children to have. They're walking around town trying to incite what I consider horribilis situations. But fortunately, I had already called the authorities. And hopefully they will speak to the adults because the children don't know the difference. But the adults should. Sometimes the adults have not had the appropriate upbringing either. And so they are the ones that need to be spoken to. Because they are the ones walking around inciting horrible situations. Because they are the ones driving the children in the cars and saying things to them and promoting ideas that are unhealthy. And when they walk into towns and drive into towns that are already in healthy places. But because these adults that drive into these towns are in mental scapes that have not had cognitive development that is proper. They themselves find themselves stirring in their juices, waiting for the moment 
to hurt someone. And this is why I say, don't give them the pleasure. Just breathe through the moment. Because those are the people that want that pleasure. The authorities know how to speak to them. In most towns across America, yes, the authorities are already trained to defuse. And fortunately, I already did yesterday. Both call the authorities and defuse the situation such that those kids did not find themselves upset, flustered, flabbergasted, or overwhelmed by what was happening. But hopefully the adults will be properly spoken to. I know I offered some words of advice. Because I certainly said that they as leaders should find themselves in the moment as I spoke to them, I said they should realize that they are mentors and that they are responsible leaders. They should see themselves as responsible leaders. Everywhere they go. Especially when they have children around them. When I return, I'll talk to you a little bit more about what it means to be responsible leaders. Oh, hello. Welcome to another segment of the Dewpoint Report with your hostess, Margarita. The Digital Electronic World Point Report is, of course, brought to you again on this Saturday morning with glee and delight. But let me tell you, this segment is focused on the importance of leading effectively. Important points in this segment are knowing the difference between knowing when to lead and knowing when to allow others to lead. Not everyone knows how to do that well. Some people want to always be at the microphone. Isn't that fascinating? Some people feel that they have to actually drop the mic when they let it go. And that isn't true either. If you drop the microphone, then you have pretty much given up all control. To be an effective leader, you have to know that sometimes you're going to be walking with others 
Sometimes you're going to be walking in front of others because you're literally leading in front of. And sometimes you're going to be behind the people that you are leading because they are essentially showing you the path. But it is actually possible that all of those examples reflect the fact that you are always leading. When you essentially stop leading, for some leaders, is the moment upon which where you are no longer alive. Now, for some leaders, they do drop the mic, literally, because they are trying to be dramatic. That's different. That's a bit of a pop culture thing. But for other leaders, they let the microphone go. They say, I'm not leading anymore. I'm letting go of control. I'm walking away. I have to literally say that some leaders are natural born leaders. That even when they say that, some of their followers are never, ever, ever going to let them go. They're always going to be there for so it has to be understood that pockets of leadership are always going to exist where followers, and I'm not simply talking about social media followers now, even though this is, you all do understand, of course, that even in my podcast, although the platforms have changed over the years, there are 11 different platforms for this podcast alone. Though I do focus solely on the Spotify one, I have been placed on 11 different platforms. Because I am one simple host, I didn't get merged into a lot of different platforms on my own. And I give thanks to the many people out there who put all the little pieces together and made it possible over the years to be able to really launch this into many different facets. Because I do look at some of the dynamics, the analytics, and there are a few episodes that have gone into many ethos. The multisphere is diverse. Now, I know some of you think, oh my gosh, is she going to keep talking about this? But I do have to say that yesterday was interesting because the it was 12 people who were interesting in that they were surprised. I spoke to them in English. I have to say, I'm not multilingual. I am definitely bilingual. I speak English and Spanish, though I do prefer English. That is my strongest language, I have to say. However, Spanish is my second strongest language. I don't podcast in Spanish often, though I should. 
because I do speak it well. I just don't take the time to podcast in Spanish because there are a lot of Spanish podcasts. And I have to say that yesterday I had a very lengthy conversation with a gardener. And it wasn't that lengthy. It was just about five minutes. But I have to say that he asked me for my I-99. And I have to explain to you for a moment. Let me go back. I'll explain the I-99. But let me go back to the 20 individuals who said, No speaky English. Now, they were being silly. And these are the people I say were children. Because I think they were children. I want to say they were children because I think they were children. When they said no speaky English, I think they were kidding. But even if they were kidding, even if they weren't kidding, and I'll indulge them a little bit, because I'm still referencing the leadership components, because this is part of being a leader. You have to understand many languages. But I am fluent in Spanish. So the way the person said it, made me think that she wanted me to speak in Spanish. So I said in Spanish, ¿En qué idioma le gustaría que le diga? And her eyes opened quite brightly. And so what I said was, in what language would you like me to say it? And then I said, would you like me to say it in Italian? But I said that in Spanish. And then they started saying all these different things to each other. And they started circling each other. Like, they just got surprised. Like, who does she think she is? And they started just laughing. And that's how I knew something else was going on. Because you see, what happened was I had just told them that they couldn't put signage on the signs, on the street signs. And they said, who does she think she is? But what caught my attention was that an adult had driven up and started giving them more signs. And so that's why in my previous segment, I was referencing the chaperone. Because the chaperone had the same sweater as the children. So this was a fundraiser that the adults were helping them. And so you see, this is why when I talk about leadership, the adults that are part of the event have a responsibility to make sure that the children are best prepared to learn what the rules are and so if the adults don't prepare the children the children are going to learn in the manner that the adults teach them and then they will go through life knowing only what the adults taught them 
if they teach them wrong, they will have learned it wrong. And so then when I said, Excuse, signorina, capisce l'italiano? They started squirming and squiggling and wiggling. And they were like, what? And then everything changed. And they started laughing. And they couldn't believe what they had just heard. But I think some of them actually understood what I had just said. And I thought to myself, what in the potatoes just happened? Because my what in the potatoes is my internal compass thinking, no, okay, what in the potatoes? Because I literally could start explaining to them that this is wrong and we cannot have potatoes being sold on a street corner. This is not a what in the potatoes situation. I could have what in the potatoes turned this into. An example of how not to do this, kids. Let's do this correctly. But nobody wanted my what in the potatoes. And so if someone mouthed off and said something else. And then I said, would you like me to say it in Tagalog? And then I said, would you like me to say it in Thai? Because I could have. And I went on. So this is why I'm explaining. There's, there's a way to lead and there's a way not to lead. Because I could have turned this into a mushy moment where I could have been a little bit silly, a little bit hilarious. And I could have been comedic. But I, I didn't think it was appropriate. Because they had their chaperones on site. And I left it at that. Because I actually was not out there to talk about their signage. I was walking out there for something else at that particular moment. And I happened to see them doing that. And it was appropriate for me to correct that situation. Because... I am a business owner, and I do have a business license, and I do know that if I were to begin to put signage on my street corner, I would get fined in a second. And I want them to learn to do it correctly. Not by getting fined by learning through the rules appropriately. So I went about what I was going to do and then returned. And it was interesting. They did not understand what I had gone to do, but they did have a bit of a confused look as to what I had gone to do. It had nothing to do with them. So now I shall explain to you the gardener situation. 
because why he asked me for an I-99 is irrelevant to these young ladies. And their inability to process what I was telling them regarding the municipality code. But it had everything to do with what was appropriate. But it had nothing to do with Why I walked over there. I shall explain. He was asked to mow the lawn on the property that I live. But I explained if he was going to mow the lawn, he had to show his business license. Or at least let me know exactly what his business name was. And he said he was not going to show me anything and that I needed to give him my I-99. And I said, I will not give you my I-99. You do not. need to ask me that. I do not work for you. And I said, my sister is not your employer. And so the point that I'm making is that person was very confused. I was simply clarifying. I did not want anyone on the property that was not authorized anyone. And that distinction I need to make quite clear. And his requesting that information was extremely inappropriate. How is that relevant to the point of leadership? Well, only a human resources person or a personnel manager would ever have needed to ask for an I-9. There's no E-Verify. But because I carry a business license on the property that I live on, it is appropriate for me to ask if this person actually has a business license. And the way he got flustered, he should never have had to ask me for that form to see if I was going to work for him because I am not a landscaper that crossed a line. Now, the point of the children and the fundraiser, they would have had to have had a permit to sell their food. That's what they were trying to do at the street corner.
that's a much different issue that they will have to contend with with the city. And I did call the authorities because that's something that the adults, the chaperones, would have had to manage themselves. But for the purpose of food safety and health standards, all of that has to be managed appropriately. People cannot go around selling food. Especially when they are associated, well, never, but especially when they are associated with sporting clubs or fundraisers. And they will be spoken to calmly by the authorities who understand fundraising guidelines. I offered to speak to the adults and give them my guidance as someone who has run fundraisers before and understands the appropriate registration of fundraisers. But apparently they didn't want to hear my guidance at that moment. At another time, I will schedule a special session which will speak specifically to the importance of responsible leadership during nonprofits and for nonprofits because fundraising is actually a unique skill and you can't just pop up a fundraiser without going through the proper permitting of sales for the fundraiser itself and then reporting your sales at the end of the year with your 990. It's all a very big skill. And apparently the adults did not know that. Because they walked up to me afterward and said that the children were part of a 501c. And so I thought, well, there is no such thing as a 501c. There are 501c policemen, but those are very specific. There are 501c boards, and those are political organizations. But you see, adults can't just go around yelling at you. There were there was an adult that walked up to me and started yelling at me. It was an adult that had already called somebody else that was on the phone that said something about the children that was in the middle of the call. And so there are various facets that happened. So some people were upset. Some people were happy. Some people wanted the children in jail. Some people wanted to park in the middle of a fire lane. Some people didn't care. They just handed out signs. Some people brought food already prepared, ready for sale. 
apparently they were selling tacos and pambasos. This is going to be interesting, but hopefully the children learn the lesson that you can't just stand at a corner and sell food. There are health centers attached to that. I don't even know what a bombasso is. And you can't sell it out of a house, either. The other question I have is, why was a portable placed on private property? Does it meet health code standards to put a portable inside a property? Because there has to be a five-foot setback. Interesting. Having said that, this concludes this episode of the Dewpoint Report, because what occurs with leadership is not everyone does lead effectively, and sadly, what some people think of as leadership is not always leadership, which is what is being noticed now with this recent indictment of the 45th president, who was the 45th president, that was indicted. This week. And I don't really think I'll talk about the court case that is being heard at the royal court in Europe regarding Prince Harry because that brings in a whole different element regarding the paparazzi and the pulling of data from phones because it brings a complexity which has an element of nuance that it's difficult to process. He really is discussing something that brings back a request to be heard all the way back to his childhood. saying that he feels that paparazzi has been after him and his royal family ever since the efforts to hear phone conversations from when his mother was alive. 
Now, this is very disconcerting to think that he wants all of that to be heard back all the way to 1905. Most difficult, considering not only that that era was much different, but that also the records may not go back that far anymore. And it was a different era then. So when we talk about leadership in the United States, it is not equivalent to leadership across the world. People have different paradigms in different countries. Although because he moved to the United States, we are talking about similar structures. But what are we discussing in which court does become relevant depending in which court he is discussing it. That's why it is so complex. Is it about Megan? Or is it about Princess is it about Harry or is it about Lumina? Is it about Megan or is it about Archie? Is it about Kate or is it about Lilia? Is it about Louis or is it about George? Is it about Charles or is it about well I don't say her name should I? You see, if it's... Yeah... I'll explain in the next segment why I don't say it. I am going to have another segment on this. Uh, yeah, what else? And welcome back to the last segment of this episode of the Dewpoint Report with your hostess, Margarita. A digital electronic world point report does always welcome suggestions. But for this last segment, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening. And you'll have to tune in to the next episode where I will discuss why is it the most precarious situation that Prince Harry has been discussing so often 
his request that, yes, and in the royal courts as well, that the press has been, as he so puts it, in his business much too often over the course of his lifetime, pretty much, since he was a tiny toddler. And he feels that the paparazzi has been much too invasive in his business. But why is it that he, more than any of the other royals, has spoken out more than anyone, pretty much, on this subject. Now, it isn't that he is any more popular of a royal than any other. King, queen, prince, princess, duke or duchess, counter, countess. But it is that there is a history because of the dearly departed Princess Diana. But there have been other tragedies over the centuries with other royals, that is true. And you don't have to delve too far into the history of the royals to understand any royal family. But don't be embroiled in the history of royalty to try to understand it too deeply. But I won't delve into it in this episode because I've already discussed what it means to be a leader. And that is what I wanted to say. In the next episode, it will go much deeper into why we do often look at leadership in its various facets. Because we don't want to get too much into the details. There are different types of leadership styles, and there are different types of leaders, as well as countries who feel responsible for protecting leaders. But when leaders move to different countries, once they are no longer considered responsible for their leadership responsibilities. What does a country have as a responsibility in and of itself? To do for itself as a responsibility, one must ask itself, does it protect the leader or does it not? And if it does, to what degree? And how does it? In some countries, leaders have protections. In other countries, they do not. And so how vulnerable do leaders feel? Where, when, and how? But that's for the next episode. Intriguing. Stay tuned. Have a great rest of your week.